Good morning, everyone. This is Pastor Jay Keaton of the United Christian Fellowship Church here in Riverside, Ohio. We are going to be starting this podcast up, and I'm going to be titling this podcast, or maybe even several of these things, it's going to be based in biblical survival tactics, using God's Word to overcome spiritual disasters. This morning, I'm going to be preaching on God's will versus human will. Now, everybody who knows me knows that you know I'm an avid outdoorsman. I love to deer hunt. I love to be in the woods. I have a beautiful place in Kentucky. I love survival. I love knives. I love fire making. I love shelter making. I love all of them kinds of things. But that's more on a physical sense of survival. We just had a tornado rip through here in the Dayton, Ohio area just a couple weeks ago in which it did hit my house here and caused some significant damage. And people are left in a physical sense trying to survive and overcome the disaster that just visited them. Well, that is one type of survival situation, definitely, that we have to deal with in this life, and it's more on a physical sense. But I want to tie us into the spiritual things as well, because truly, the spiritual side of things controls the physical side of things. It's by the Spirit, it's by who you are that's within you that compels you to do what you do. The Bible says, where a man's treasure is, there will his heart be also. What you truly love is what you truly will do. If the Lord is in your heart and you have a heart full of Christ, then it will be God that you lean on during disaster, when disaster strikes, I should say, or when troublesome times happen in your life. That's where you'll draw your strength from. Those that don't don't have that type of relationship with God, they will fall more on human wisdom and human strength, which can only go so far. But true strength comes from within us. It comes from God. A strength that goes past human capability. A strength that goes farther than human wisdom. A sight that God has that sees tomorrow and beyond. You know, the scripture says that he is the Alpha and the Omega. They always has been and the forever will be. He knows the past. He knows the present. He knows the future. He's just as much in the past and hears and sees everything that we have done. Just as much as he is in the present where we are saying and doing the things that we do right now, as much as he is in the future, seeing us where we will be and with us in them particular situations. Now, in the scripture here, there was biblical survival that was going on. The God had released the Israelites from Egypt and they were wandering through the wilderness and God had made them a promise, you know, that he was going to lead them to the promised land. But human wisdom started getting in the way of God's will and God's word. And it began to be a troublesome thing for all of the Israelite people. Moses here in Deuteronomy chapter 1 makes kind of a large rehearsal of all the things that God had done for them. 
and how eventually God's wrath was turned towards them because they just simply would not operate in total obedience and belief. Okay? In this particular place and time of Israel, it's a common problem that they had as well as what we have today. It's the battle of believing God's will and the battle of denying human wisdom and will. The ability to rely on God and believe what he has said versus judging a situation by what you think or by how it might look to you. Um, the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The Lord's steps, if you follow them, will never leave you short of the promised land or the prize that awaits you. That is very important for us to understand. He will never leave you in loss, spiritually speaking. Now, I'm not talking about filling your wallet with money, and I'm not a prosperity preacher, but I am not one of these weak-kneed, limp-wristed preachers either. We have to depend on what we say we believe. If you say you're a Christian, then you should behave as one. If you say you believe in God, your testimony, your life's testimony, the how you live should match what you confess to people or what you say that you have. If you say that you believe in God, then you should believe in, in all that you do in this life, and it should dictate the steps that you take. So many people these days, and I and, and me included, I'm throwing me in here too, because sometimes, you know, I get lost in what I want to do. But it's not what I want to do that matters. It's what God wants for my life that matters. God has given me certain desires and, and, and passions, which I stated at the early onset of this podcast. I love to hunt. I love to fish. I love the outdoors. And God will give you the desires of your heart. But he wants you to operate in total obedience and belief in what he tells you. The Israelites had been freed from Egypt via miraculous means so many times. They had seen the hand of God and observed his awesome power. And you would have to think, how could they ever be in disbelief when he had spoken to them and directed their path so clearly and so evidently to them back in them days? So... One of the strongest and most horrible consequences in this life is to see how close you was to fulfilling God's will and making it, making it even to the kingdom of heaven and yet falling short. Because many people like these Israelites in the final days of their lives, they, they find out all too often that they, if they would have just followed God just a little farther, if they would have just listened their ends would not be smitten with these ruins that they're facing. Oh, how many times have I sat at the bedside of those that are passing on and, or sat and talked with the, with the elderly and they look at me and they say, Oh, if I could just go back. If I could just go back in time. If I could just go back and redo that one instance in my life, it would have changed my whole outcome. These are the times that Satan will battle you the most because he knows you're at a turning point, a place where your life would make a quantum leap 
that your whole outcome could be changed, and that all things could be different at the ends of your life. And he tries his hardest to persuade you to go a different direction and lures you into human wisdom. So this is what the Israelites were up against. In Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 22, they said, let us go and spy the land out for ourselves and we'll report back to you what we see. That was their first mistake. They should have just listened to God and went forward and took the land. And if they would have, it would have changed the course of their lives. Later on, they would die wandering aimlessly in a wilderness that was not meant for them to be in. But when they went ahead and they looked into the land and into the towns and the hill country that God had sent them to overtake, God had let them go. Sometimes God lets us do things so that we can remember our mistakes. They went ahead and they looked into the land and the hill country and the valley of Eschol and explored it. And they reported back that how good the land was, but they didn't want to go up because human wisdom got in their way. They talked about how big these people was and how tall they were and how high their walls was of their fortresses and their cities. And so in a sense, they were thinking combat against these people would not work. They are so much more capable than we are. They are so much more larger than we are. How, how could we ever overcome such an, an enemy? We couldn't even besiege their cities because the walls are so high they reach up to heaven. What could we ever do? But we know, we know the scripture says all things are possible to those who believe. All things. Even things that don't make human sense are possible. God clearly states to them in verse 20 and 21 of Deuteronomy chapter 1. He, he states to them, go and possess the land. Go take it. God should have earned their trust by now. After all that he had done, after all they had witnessed, after the hand of God had been so prevalent in their lives, why were they having such a difficult time in being obedient? After all, God had saved them from every single instance in which they had found themselves in. It was a very tough situation. Even the Red Sea parted the Red Sea for them to pass a clearly miraculous event because nothing can stop the hand of God. After we see that they don't want to go up, Moses in this rehearsal passes on to them the sentence of their sin that it would be that not any of these people would live to see the land that God had prepared for them. Not one would enjoy the promise of God except for Caleb and Joshua. All the rest would die a death, as I said earlier, wandering aimlessly in a wilderness of failure, heartache, travail, hardship, loss, knowing they were so close and never made it. And you know what? It wasn't their it wasn't their 
going against the law. It wasn't um, any of the law that they had failed to keep. It wasn't even the, the building of the golden calf. You know what caused them to die? Was their unbelief in what God was telling them. Unbelief. Failure to just obey. Failure to just believe. Unbelief in the promise that God had made them caused them certain death. And not one of these people made it into the land that they had peered and saw and had gotten such a wonderful report back from those who went ahead of them and said how beautiful that it was and all of the 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 the, the 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 pro the product of that land was so awesome the yield that it was bringing as far as food and and just beauty none of them could experience that and the one thing that kept them out was not as i said any part of the law but it was their unbelief the one thing that will cause you certain spiritual ruin is unbelief God cannot remedy that in your heart. It's your choice. It's your heart. It's a question you have to deal with inside of you. Do I believe truly in what God has said? Even though it makes no human sense, even though the odds are so great, will I follow God? As I stated earlier, you will live what you truly believe. The Bible says... Let a man judge his own heart. We have to look within ourselves and give ourselves an honest inward evaluation. Look at your life. Do you live in obedience to God? Or do you live in obedience to the flesh or the carnal side of living? Are you solely concerned about just this life and the physical aspects of it? Or have you committed your life to the spiritual side of living? It's your will versus God's will. This has been the first segment of Biblical Survival Tactics, Using God's Word to Overcome Spiritual Disasters. And I'm Pastor Jay Keaton of the United Christian Fellowship Church. I'm praying for you and ask you to pray for us. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Bye.